Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Here we go again, another week of Growing in Grace, and we are glad that you are with us. I'm Mike Kapler, along with Joel Brzezinski. And uh, wow, we are into some really cool stuff this week. If you had a chance to listen to last week's program, you know we're going to move on with some things that Jesus said. I would almost encourage you, if you didn't hear last week's program, stop this one. Go back to the previous one at graceroots.org. That's graceroots.org, and you can find our Growing in Grace podcasts on there. All the archived ones are on there. I think it would really help you out uh, because we can't always go back and talk about everything we just got done saying from the week before. It would really help you out as, as we're talking about some of these things that, that Jesus said, especially as we talk about what he said here on the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, because we're laying some stuff down, man. I mean, this is some heavy stuff. Well, <laughs> well, really, uh, to the religiously trained mind, which is unfortunately um, a lot of us, <laughs> a lot of us in in the Western Church, and and uh, in, in Cap, you and I were meeting a lot of people via Facebook and and via blogging from all over the world. You know, it's uh, such a, a legalistic, you know, mindset. Is, is taught, and sometimes it's very subtle. Sometimes grace is taught, but yet it's like, it's like, well, here, you know, we've been talking about the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And so grace is taught, and then it's said that, well, see, God's grace enables us to keep uh, Jesus' teachings in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. But as, as we've been pointing out uh, last week, and we'll continue to do this week, take a look at some of the stuff Jesus said, and, and is this really... Grace, is this really stuff for the Christian, or is Jesus laying down something else? As we talked about, the purpose of the law was to stop people's mouths and to stop them from justifying themselves before God and to make them guilty. And uh, and we're making the case that Jesus was laying, was doing what the law's purpose was and showing how really, uh, if, if you want to live by the law, man, you got to follow it to the T. And in fact, it's not just a matter of not committing adultery physically, but it's it's about, hey, if, if you even look at someone wrong, uh, if you look at someone lustfully, you've committed adultery. And so we've got into that, and, and we'll take uh, uh, we'll skim through some more of Matthew 5, 6, and 7 here as, as we try to make this case and, and help us all to understand that it's not a life of rules and principles that we try to keep. But the, the main point, the end result that God wants us to be in is a life of faith, a life of trust, and a life of where it's, hey, it's not my life, but it's Christ in me. And so that's where we're heading with all of this in the long run. Well, again, uh, people get confused because Matthew starts the New Testament, but that really wasn't the beginning of the New Covenant, mm -hmm. not until after Jesus died. Uh, that's when the New Covenant was ratified. So, uh, like we mentioned last week, when we're interpreting these New Testament scriptures, um, New Testament scriptures, we need to consider when Jesus was speaking, to whom he was speaking, and what he was doing at that time. Now, as we were talking about the Sermon on the Mount last week, we had uh, communicated to you that Jesus wasn't really coming up with a new teaching for the New Covenant, for a new way for people to live the, the so-called Christian life. He was trying to show these Jewish people what the law really said and what the law really demanded. 
he said that your righteousness would have to exceed that of the Pharisees. Right away he blew their mind. How mm -hmm. could that be? Uh, he said being angry is the same as murder and you'll be in danger of judgment. Calling someone something as simple as a fool can put you in, in danger of hellfire. Uh, looking at someone the wrong way with the wrong intent could be the same thing as committing adultery. Just looking at someone. Um, and and uh, again, we, we pointed out where, where Jesus said, hey, if your hand offends you, if your eye offends you, cut it off. It's better that you, you know, enter the kingdom of heaven, you know, and, and with the less members on your body. Uh, all these things that Jesus is talking about the law. He's not giving us a new list of rules. Um, he goes on with a few things here, Joel, if I may. Uh, Matthew 5, 31, 32, divorcing for the wrong reason, also adultery. Uh, 33 through 37, have you ever sworn by anything before? Uh, I solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Uh, Jesus said the law forbids oaths. Uh, if someone wants to sue you for your shirt, give them your coat as well. How, how many times have we done that? Uh, I, I'm getting sued. I think I'm going to give them everything I've got. Uh, if someone asks for something or wants to borrow from you, now listen to me. This is what the law says. Jesus, Matthew 5.42, if someone asks something or wants to borrow, anybody ever uh, turned somebody down when they, when they wanted to borrow from you? Uh, Jesus said, don't turn them down. Um, love everybody the same no matter what they've done to you. That's another thing Jesus said. I don't care what they've done to you. I don't care how bad the wrong was. And you think of the worst possible thing. You love them the same as you do the person you love the most. That's what the law demands. And he goes on. Uh, don't let others see you give. Don't pray in public to be seen by others. I, I don't think this is a good time to bring up the Lord's Prayer, Joel, but I will say this. It's an old covenant prayer. It's, it's not meant for the new covenant believer, but we'll cover that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus, Jesus also made the statement, if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. Uh-oh, that puts about 99.8% of us in big trouble if we think that's a new covenant law. Yeah, it really does. And I mean, I laugh about it, but uh, I, I hear people very seriously bringing that up. You know what? God says if you don't forgive others, he's not going to forgive you. And, and they teach that so seriously and so... You know, like, and 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 the thing is, I wonder if they've really forgiven others in that way. Because if if it's true, if if this is the life that the Christian needs to live, that God won't forgive you unless you forgive others, then we're all toast. Because I don't know anyone that's completely forgiven other people. But again, you see, the point here is that Jesus is raising the standard even higher than what the Jews thought it was. See, I, I think I, I like what you mentioned there, Cap. That. He was, you know, I, I forgot exactly what you said, but it had to do with the law, that what Jesus is saying here in the Sermon on the Mount, he's really laying down the true intent of the law. And, and see, the thing here, some of these things aren't bad things. In fact, they are things that if the love of God really is living in you, and if you're letting that love shine through you, sure, you might give to people. You might borrow to anyone who asks. You might. Sure, that might happen. If someone wants to sue you for something, you might give them your coat as well if they want to sue you for your shirt. It's very possible that you could do these things, but that's not, I, that's not the point of what this is. If, if we look at this whole thing in the context of what Jesus is saying, that unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. I think that's, the, that's what Jesus said here. And all of these things, I think, have to do with that, have to do with, all right, 
If your life is going to be about the law, like like you've said, Cap, these Jews were established in this old covenant, this covenant that had to do with keeping the law, that had to do with following rules, uh, 613 of them altogether. And then, of course, uh, the Pharisees had come along and added a whole bunch of other ones on top of that as well. But if they're going to be established in that, if it's going to be about that, then if your hand causes you to sin, you cut that hand off. If your eyes cause you to sin, you gouge your eyes out. See, that's not—some people say, well, Jesus was just exaggerating there. He was just exaggerating to make a point. Well, all right, tell me that this whole passage is exaggeration, then, if if that's the way it's going to be. So really, uh, to me, as as I look at these things, it's like, let's look again at the purpose of the law— Let's look again at the purpose of rules and of everything that, that, God's, that God gave under the ministry of death and condemnation. It was to stop people's mouths. And so as I'm reading through this, I know for sure that even as a Christian who is filled with the Holy Spirit and has the living God living in me, I look at some of these things and it stops my mouth, that's for sure. It stops me from trying to justify myself by what I do. And so hopefully that's what... That's what people will come to when they read the Sermon on the Mount, when they hear that. I think that's really what Jesus was trying to get people to do. And, Cap, I remember even last week you said something about uh, how you know people's reactions would be when they hear this. I can't remember exactly what you said, but maybe it's a good time to bring that up. Well, you know, Joel, I, I really I can't, I can't determine what people's reaction is going to be to this because it is so different from what most people have been taught. But I can tell you this that this can change your life for the better once you begin to understand what Jesus was trying to communicate in these passages of Scripture, and not only this, but some other ones that we're going to talk about down the road. Even with what we just read there, Joel, if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. This was according to the law, because my New Covenant Bible says I am forgiven. In fact, in Ephesians 4.32, Paul said, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So you see, under the Old Covenant, under the law, uh, I had to forgive because, because it was a requirement. If I didn't forgive, I wouldn't be forgiven. Now I can forgive others because I'm forgiven. And that's the big difference here between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. So Jesus goes on through these three chapters, again, revealing what the law really says. And here's, if you're going to try to live by this code, like you said, Joel, it turned out to be an even higher standard than what they thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and that's why Jesus said, your righteousness will have to exceed that of the Pharisees. Everybody thought the Pharisees kept the law to the letter, pretty much. And how they were going to be able to surpass their righteousness, nobody knew. And, and Jesus, even in chapter 7, throughout all of this passage of Scripture, Jesus said, uh, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, we've heard of the golden rule, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets, Matthew seven twelve. So we know this is what he's talking about in these passages of Scripture, but, but Joel, there's a key point to be made here, and I think the point of what Jesus is talking about is found in Matthew five forty eight. He said, after, after listing all these things that people were supposed to try to live up to, <laughs> supposedly through the law, he said, therefore you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. In other words, the law requires perfection, but it's powerless to provide it. And you know something? All Jesus was looking for there was for someone to stand up and say, wait a minute, nobody can do this. 
that's what he was looking for because the law is meant to bring us to the end of ourselves and to lead us to Christ. Yep, it really is. That was the New Testament scriptures uh, really make the case that we were never meant to live by law. It was God, when he created Adam, it wasn't a matter of saying, hey, Adam, I want you to live your life perfectly or else, but rather it was a life of trust uh, that God wanted Adam to live by. Just trust me. You know what? I've given you life. I've given you everything. Come to the tree of life. But uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, that represents a tree of law. It it represents a tree of, of people not trusting God. And so once people entered into that, you know, once mankind entered into the the, tr- the knowledge of good and evil, law came around naturally, and law demands perfection. All God wants from us, all that he wants from us is is trust. And so let's turn away from trying to keep laws and rules and commandments, and let's turn to trust in him. That's really what the purpose of the law was. It was to show us, hey, we can't do it. It was to bring us to the end of ourselves, as we've said here a few times, and to bring us to faith in Jesus Christ. That's really what it's all about. So uh, I'm Joel, along with Mike. We'll pick up on some of this stuff because Jesus said some things in the other Gospels, in some of the other letters, in some of the other things that were written in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, otherwise known as the Gospels. Uh, Some stuff that wasn't necessarily Gospel teaching. And so we'll pick up on some of this in the weeks to come. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.